I would not be comfortable personally buying an experimental home built. No, that's a... I'm interested in building something someday. Right. Like myself. Right. I, I mean, like, it'd have to be something where I just know the person was just, like, very exacting in everything. Yeah, that's still such a gamble. I mean, yeah. it's just so psychological, like, to think about. Like, you can know the most fastidious OCD person, and it's just, like... Yeah, I, I totally trust them to build that, but I don't want to fly it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's just so psychological yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a pass for me. Um, but yep. there's a market, 30, 32 yep. grand they're looking for it. I mean, I guess they're they're a hot little home built, though, from my understanding, but just not yeah. not for me. We're, we're, we're up to 32000 now, dollars from... Listed lowest to highest. Have we found anything that excites us? I, I haven't really. Found we need those. Yet. We need to know more on those Cubs for twenty two grand. There's two of them. Well, a country yeah, if, apart. If that was even, that would be very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I would be excited if that was actually twenty two thousand. I mean, so with the exception of those, which is too good to be true. I haven't found anything. That yeah, I agree. Yet. Moving on. Euro coop. Air coop. You know anything about these Air things? Coupe. Air coop? Mm-hmm. Is that is there a Euro coop? There might be, but this isn't this isn't one of those. <laughs> air coop. Yeah, air coop. Everybody knows an air coop. You know, it was like their attempt to get, hey, it's down by you, man. Um, this was their attempt to open flying up to the masses. These are, you know, 40s. They may have kept building them into the 50s. I'm not an air coop expert, but um, they had different models. You know, some of the early ones started with the A65, like I've been talking about all night so far. Um, but then the later ones, I believe C85 and C90s maybe. But they're most known for, they don't have rudder pedals. You control them solely by the yoke. That's right. I've heard this. Yeah, so that was them they, trying they to like... link it all together. What's that? They link it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they link it all together, and then obviously there'd be some crosswind limitations and things to consider, you know, because you have to drop the aileron and it adds rudder at the same time. It's just a weird, a weird concept. But that them linking them together made it a little more approachable for people who are used to just driving around a car. Um. So yeah, different. It's pending now. Taking backup offers though. Oh wow! Thousand hours total time. Uh huh. Fifty four cents major. On a what? What does it have? Continental C eighty five. Okay, so this is a forty six. I don't know if that is an original engine or not. Um, I don't know. I know the later models did have that, and if it's got the C eighty five, this one very well may have rudder pedals. Hold on, let me get an interior picture. The late the, the rudder pedals they started that you started being able to get them or they were installed in the later models and the C85s were later so maybe this is doesn't I can't tell on that picture you just put up in mine I can't see okay no. there's one there's another it doesn't look like it's got rudder pedals not that I can see yeah Unless that's a rudder pedal maybe what oh here's a ah uh, maybe keep going a couple more pictures there's one mine's still loading but. Um, I got crappy hotel Wi-Fi, so I can't load anything. But um, one, keep going. Oh, one more, I think. No, yeah, 
Yeah. No. Oh, well, it's a brake pedal. It did not look like rudder pedals to me. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. This, so, this is, and, and I wanted to say that, but I wasn't sure. I feel like this 46 is toward the beginning. So, this airplane probably originally came with an A65, but I'm not, I'm not sure. So, yeah, no rudder pedals, but it's got the upgraded engine. 32.5, I think, personally, is an astronomical number for this airplane. Um, I, I don't know anything about them really. I mean, 54 cents major overhaul. That's great. Now, granted this engine, you could buy this engine, this airplane for the engine. Um, yeah. Yeah. You could buy this airplane for the engine. You got 20, 25 grand in an engine. If it was a good, obviously logbooks in front of you look at who did the work and all how what kind of quality overhaul it was but if it was a high quality overhaul um you're talking the majority of this um which i i guess is not unlike a lot of airplanes but a lot of the the value of this airplane is in is in the engine yeah but i i didn't know that those engines were that much yeah, I mean, I may be overshooting a little bit, but parts are getting harder to come by, and it's. It, do you have the time? If you have a J3 Cub with a C85 on it, and you wipe out a cam or crank or something like that, and you want to put it back original, the cost or the wait time, like, because your airplane can't fly without that crank, so I got to spend a lot of money, or I got to wait a long time, so the, val- the value is there for... And, for those, for the C85s yeah. and C, C90s, in my opinion, especially, but C85s would be a great, great choice as well. Do you, do you prefer the sound of those over a Rotex? Oh, God, you had to get me started. Absolutely. I like that slow prop turning sound. I don't want to hear a freaking snowmobile or a lawnmower. I just, I can't do it. I don't know if I'll ever be able to. It is just so off-putting to me. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Uh, 1967 Cessna 150. Mm-hmm. We obviously talk about this a lot in the show. Mm-hmm. This one's up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, 33428 Um, Right in the it ballpark. It doesn't excite me because it has... Huh? This is right in the ballpark. Of I, I what they're going for now. Yeah, I'd say this is a good. Um, this is this is middle of the pack. I would say for one fifties. I don't know that much about it. I see a high time. It's got basically sixty nine hundred hours on it. It's a sixty seven. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a little bit of an older one, but. And you got to re. Uh, you got to re up. The uh, Slack message is going off here. Um, you have to repaint the thing cause for Canadian registration. Yeah, that, that'll certainly make it harder. You have to paint that in and then paint big end number over top of it if you're importing it. Uh, yep, and then, uh, yeah, the, we got our Cessna, it was at 76. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Total restore. Uh-huh. You, you remember it. Yep. Beautiful specimen. Yep. And uh, for for a one hundred and fifty, we got a six hundred hours on it for twenty five grand. It's like I I compare that now to I just I can't I couldn't do it. So I I don't think I'll ever 
have a 150 again just because of that. You know what I mean? Everything's more money, higher time, and not as nice. Right. So it's just like, I'm just kind of out of the 150. Well, I don't think I'll ever have another. You're not going to have, if that's the bar, which for as far as I know, that's the nicest one that, that I've ever known of or come into contact with. That's You're not going to surpass that. And the money alone, no. you're not, to find the example of that airplane at any price would be hard to do. Yeah. So now we factor in price, so it's, it's like, almost impossible. Yeah, any factor, it, yeah, any any example of buying 150 wise isn't going to be as good as the one I had. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just takes, and it's a 150. So it's like it's not like it's, you know, it's I've just moved on. I feel like. So like, are you afraid? Like, ex- so like, let's say you had a gob of money and you just wanted to relive the glory days. You think it would be hard to re at any price to basically re to have what you had. Like, let's say you're willing to put eighty grand into something. You got to yeah, find a low time airframe and all that stuff. If I find a low time airframe, it was in good condition, clean everything, and then I send it to who's doing those one fifty conversions, Aviat. Like refurbishing them completely. What the 150 150? Oh, well, I don't know who holds the STC. There's multiple STCs for the different 150 horse, but Aviat they are doing um the reimagined where they refurbish them. I didn't know that they were adding 150 horse engines to them there. Okay, they were, I thought they were maybe they are. If if I did do it, I have to be like a lower time, like. Less than 2,000 uh-huh. hours. Clean history. Mm-hmm. Good starting point. Convert it to 150 horse instead of the 100. And just make it super nice. Like, just go through it. And then I'd probably enjoy it. What if that... I mean, in this- how, how much are you in on a 150 by that point to, to make that plane versus, like, other stuff I'd want to go buy at that point? That's... I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, that's a really... I don't know. Like me, like when you think J3s, J3s are even more pointless than a 150 is. But I'm totally fine to sink a ton of money into one of those. Why is that? Yeah, but it's the J3, it's like, I think that's going to hold, they're going to hold their value more than the 150s long term though. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I would have to imagine, I guess it's still, you're just still just... It's an airplane to, to, in theory, get from point A to point B, which a J3 barely does. You know what I mean? So, like, well, yeah, but value I, is so... It's a fun plane at that point. What's that? It's a fu- just a fun airplane at that point. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... That, that you like. Well, here, so here's something that, that we've talked about a few times, but let's say you do this 150 horse conversion on a Cessna 150 and we rave about how light and nimble the handling is on a 150, which is all correct. But what happens if you mm-hmm. put that heavy O320 up there and it destroys the handling? Let's sell it. <laughs> I get rid of it. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, I'd like to fly with 150, 150. Cause I have this idea in my head that if you could maintain the nimbleness with, you know, 50% more horsepower, 150 would be a fun plane if it was like a, a good example like the one I used to have. Yeah. Like the plane I used to have with 150 horse would be sweet. Right. 
I just don't know how balanced it's going to feel compared to that, you know, that lightness uh, on the O200. A lot more weight up front. Yeah, it sure is. And, and a bigger prop that you have to swing as well. A yeah. much bigger, beefier prop to transmit that that thrust to, to the air, you know. But I don't know if there's STCs where you get the battery on in the back versus in the front, you know, to help shed some of the weight and balance it back out. I, I don't know, but that all be interesting. Yeah. What all is in what all you can do to maintain that the balance with while adding yeah. horsepower. All right, you ready for the next up? I'm I'm ready for the next All up. All right, man. We got a 1957. 1957 Piper Tri-Pacer. Mm-hmm. $34,000. $34,000. So. Up in Canadian. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're talking about basically that we started with, we kind of have the bookends here now. We have we had the Colt in the beginning for twenty grand. Now we're $14,000 later. We got a Tri-Pacer. Um, I'm not at a glance here. I'm not. Um, what's up? All, all other things. Obviously, there's a bunch of factors involved, but just face value, I'm spending an extra 14 for the tri pacer. Zero doubt. Having never flown either, just out of its reputation of both. Zero doubt. Uh, this is a good year. Um, this is a good. This is a a, a more late model, um, 150 horse engine. This is. This is one of the ones to get. I'm not, obviously, I don't like this paint job and things like that. And we'd have to look at the, all the same considerations of the Colt. Tube and fabric. So you, you worry about laundrons being rusted out. You worry about fabric. And if you don't like the paint job, well, how do you, you, you can strip paint off fabric and then repaint it. But is it easier to just, or make more sense, just strip all that fabric off too, get a really good look at maybe damage repairs, maybe tubing that's rusted that you just plain couldn't see before. So there's, I mean, I think a case, obviously my OCD says, yeah, rip every piece of fabric off this thing and make sure everything's good. But when it comes down to, to um, dollars and cents, man, that, that I mean, that, you're talking 20 grand to recover this thing at yeah. least. So. But this would be a good one to but have. You'd, if 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 it is a clean airframe, this is a good year, good power plant to have on the, on it. I mean, engine time four hundred twelve hours. I mean, it was real. It was overhauled though in nineteen ninety seven. So that's kind of getting up there. But it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Four hundred twelve so hours. What are good years and what are what's up? What are not so good years with the tri pacers? Um, I think what you want to basically be so shooting for anything after fifty four. I'm pretty sure. Um, they made a lot. They made okay. a lot of um, cabin heat improvements. Not a lot. They made cabin heat improvements. Um, you know that's the actually the big one that I that I remember uh, with the nineteen fifty four. I want to say nineteen fifty four. They didn't have uh, the engine. Obviously, made heat, and they're just it just was not effective in the cabin. And then I believe in '54 they changed it so that it was quite effective. What a workhorse, though! I mean, my grandparents, you know, flew these to the islands for years and just beat the hell out of them, basically. Uh, and they just took it and. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of the way they look. I'll be honest with you. 
but yeah. function over form sometimes. I guess they are really well balanced. Similar to like the 1979 Archer and Warrior, I always come back to that. And it's like when you spend so much time in one airplane or that, that year, because we had um 79 Warrior or 79 Archer, which felt very similar in balance. And then we had an 80, oh, we had two 79 Archers and a 79 Warrior. And then I was flying an 82 uh, Warrior around the same time. And I was flying a 85 Archer around the same time. And the handling, you could definitely group, separate the two groups, the prior to 1980 and then the after 1980 groups. And the handling was just, they destroyed, they destroyed them, um, in my opinion. And uh, it's yeah. just, bal- I mean, it's just balance. And from my understanding, these tri-pacers were all very well balanced. Obviously, stay in the CG and stuff, but um, they were easy to keep balanced. Um, and they just, they had very, they were very nimble and forgiving is, is what I've been told. I've never flown, flown tri-pacer, been in a tri-pacer. So mm. I know my grandparents liked them. Grandpa has that on tombstone, doesn't he? You said my grandma, my grandma does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and for that, almost for that reason alone, that those two liked them so, and they both love they both love tri pacers. For that reason alone, would be enough for me to maybe seek out an example of one. Man, this one has quite yeah. a panel. Did you look at the panel in this thing? It's got like glass cockpit. It's got an iPad mount in the middle with four flight. A lot of a lot of original instrumentation, but he's got like two Garmin G fives. It looks like, or something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely upgraded panel. Yeah. Not maybe not the way that you would do it for most people, but I mean, he was trying to make it no. work within because they do have a goofy panel. It's raised on one side and lower on the other side and has a manifold pressure gauge, which as most some of you may know, with a constant speed prop, that's when you have a manifold pressure gauge. These old tri pacers, I can't see it in this picture per se, but I know that I know it's there over there on the on the uh, right side of the panel. It, it's an it's an odd it's an odd thing. There it is. Can you see it? Is it that one there? Okay. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Oh it. yeah. Okay. Because it looked pretty original, so I figured it was still there. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird for a non. Uh, for a fixed for a pitch. Fixed pitch prop. Yeah. Why? Now, it, would it tell you some things? Why? Yeah. If you were gonna go experiment, like, like if a lot of the Super Cub guys do, you know, they'll, they'll swap props and they'll, you know, re rebend them to, you know, be okay. It's an eighty two forty four. It's an eighty two forty. You know, and then you play all these games, and seeing manifold pressure can give you some clues as to is this the right prop. You know, I get that, but in this yeah. case, I I don't I don't understand the point. They may have had one back then. I don't know, but yeah, this looks like this might be a pretty good example. I'm not crazy about the. The scheme, the interior, the pan, the the side panels and stuff, but man, all that stuff can be do a lot labor of love over 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 a cor- over a course of time. Yeah, Globe Swift. Ooh, yeah. Nineteen forty nine. I've never heard of a Globe Swift. What? Man, you seem to have known know about them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that much about them. You know, they originally had the um. Uh, Continental O300. Um, so it's basically an O200, 
with another two cylinder set that, that came out in the 172 originally, the Cessna 170, Cessna 172. These had them. Obviously, a lot of these, if you were to look at it, it's a retractable tailwheel, low wing. Um, they can, I mean, they're not amazing with just the 145 horse 0300 on it. Um, but people upgrade them to, you know, 180 horse Lycoming. And I, and I guess that they get it pretty good then, but, um, and also have a, you know, overall just a stronger engine to begin with. But what is this right here? A vent? That is a, is it a vent? Is it a vent? That is a, it's like a wing. It's a slat. Or slat. a slot in that case. That's a slot. slot. Yeah, a slot, yes. A slot. So as you increase the angle of attack, you now start getting, uh, I'm pointing to my screen like you can see it. Um, you start getting airflow through that, which re-energizes that boundary layer and stops that uh, the outer, whatever, the outer outboard section of the wing from stalling. Keeps ro huh. roll authority and some lift out there. Nice. See how it's basically right in front of the aileron? Yeah. Yeah, so it keeps that aileron effective deep into the stall. And I bet you could go find out from the forums. They'll probably tell me I'm an idiot, but that may that may allow you to have elevator or uh, roll authority all the way through the stall. Yeah. I, I have no idea. but um, So I could be totally wrong here. So I'm looking down at the data on the engine. And this says it has a Continental C125, which is 125 horsepower. I do not know that engine at all. I have no idea what that engine is. So mm. um, I thought they all had 0300s to begin with, which is 145 horse. Uh, they are probably right, and I am probably wrong, and maybe this is just some of them had this. But that's a, a 49 is kind of in the year range that I thought. But um, either way, a lot of guys upgrade them to you know a, a higher output Lycoming. Uh, and if you were to look at this picture, you know, you can see that this would be pretty, pretty sweet airplane with, with a decent amount of power, uh, you know, do 140, 150 knots. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of a, like a period. So got a pretty sweet hanger. Yeah. 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 And it's a pretty good period looking airplane for 1949. You know, it's kind of like what you would expect, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that? Does that kind of fire you up a little bit or no? No. No. That didn't do anything for me. You know, I just said all that stuff about, you know, yeah, and I don't, they do zero for me. Absolutely zero. <laughs> well, I like, you know, you, you're at least knowledgeable enough to like understand why someone would like it. Um, yeah, that, I, this does nothing for me. I, I just, I mean, I love tailwheel and, and I, I think they, I think they get, get it, get it pretty good with a, like a 180 horse Lycoming, but that, those things are not enough to me to make me want it. I wouldn't spend $35,707. On I, I wouldn't keep it if you gave it to me. No. no. If someone gave it to me, I'm, I don't know. I'd probably try it out for a while. No, that's what thought. this person did. They put it, they got given it and they put it right on controller. For thirty five seven, <laughs> that's what I'd do. It just, yeah. I get it. There is a de not a demand, but there is a you know a a group. There is a cult like 
following for these airplanes limited market but i can see how it could be a lot of fun it has some ramp presence and some sex appeal i do i do get that it's just it's nothing and believe me i like to go fast as much as anybody else and i like things that look like they're going 100 miles an hour sitting still i like all that there's just something about them that just doesn't and if you think transport yourself back to 1949 Think what this airplane was rolling up on the ramp in 1949. The person getting out of there was a badass. Oh, yeah. So, like, for sure. We got to think of through the lens of 1949. And that instantly thinking about that makes me think it's cooler a little bit. But for the most part, yeah. I'm going to walk right on past all of these to look at a junky j3 cup that's just me yeah you know let me see if i can pull it up here um what is it waco uh-huh yes like the great lakes which is sweet uh-huh i'd rock one of those there's some there's a marketing photo that i saw the other day uh-huh. that this is what you're thinking when when you're thinking that just that is like it's got a Swiss flag in the back, but minus the Swiss flag and the goofy tail number. Like, that's just like Americana pilot. Mm-hmm. Only over in Switzerland yeah, right now. Swiss American. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I absolutely. Like, the, that's back in the day, this airplane was, where am I? Was this? Yeah. No, no, this. Okay, I'm getting, I got. I know you got a lot going on over there at the command center. Yeah. Yeah. I now obviously that Waco is brand new. 400 or 500 grand. I love it. I would love to. Oh, not even close. I I doubt you could get that great lakes for that. I I bet you they're pushing seven. If I had to guess. Well, you're at the website there. Can't you? You, They don't have prices. No no prices at all. You can go right to the Piper website and it'll give you prices. The, the reason I was going on this is because they got the Junkers 50, A50 the Junkers. that they're making now. Junkers. Junkers? Yeah. Junk, it's spelled Junkers. No, it's spelled Junkers, but you say Junkers. I'm almost yeah. positive. Actually, that's worth a look up, I suppose. Okay. No, that's too hard on my So iPad. this thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, This is going, they're selling like the first, I don't know, 30-ish for like some something around. Around 200, right? Uh, I thought I saw. Around 200. Like 190-something. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure the Great Lakes is probably double that, and the Waco is probably over half a million at least, if not 700 when you option it out. I'm, I'm just assuming. So you get that. Okay. But I'd, I'd rock anything. These guys, like, this would be cool. A, because it's new. It's got a Rotax on it, though. Yeah. So I'm out. I mean, I'm not anti. I'm not anti Rotax. But why can't they put an O200 200 on it? plus grand? O200, then it sounds like it should. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'd be willing to pay 200 grand plus for something with a Rotax on it. That that I, I may draw the line somewhere in there. And it sounds like cool to me. garbage. I just this is I, light sport. I get well. Certified, I get all that. And, so that's and you know why. what? I'm not anti like car engine in an airplane. I'm not anti jet ski engine in an airplane. A P-51 basically has a car engine in it. 
but there was a reduction yeah. gearing and that prop was spinning 1900 RPM or something slow. We don't want high RPM. We do not want high RPM in airplane engines. Go look at a V22 Osprey. Those rotors are not spinning. Those things are probably spinning 1300 RPM or something. I don't know what helicopters do, but it's probably slow. How, 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 what are, what's rotor speed on a, do you know? I don't know. Okay. Don't, slow. I've got, it's slow. Less than five hours. Chopper okay. Time. Well, that's five more than me. It's slow. You don't want, from an efficiency standpoint, you definitely don't want fast. The most efficient prop we could have is one blade, super long, going super slow and have a big counterweight on the other end. And so factor that into all these things. We don't want to, now I know there's reduction gearing and stuff like that that goes through for row taxes. And so blade speed is slower by comparison, but you have a, I don't know if it's that the, the number of cylinders times RPM of the engine, if those things are not quite right to make a, a more pleasing sound and I get function over form absolutely all day long. I just, and I appreciate that aspect for sure, but I can't open that hangar door and know that I have that. The, the my dream airplane emits that kind of sound is, <laughs> is the only way I can say it. It's just not natural yeah. to me because when I think of a lot of the airplanes that, you know, we were talking the other day, Radial engines, so distinctive. Oh, yeah. And if you go to the other end of the spectrum, that's Rotax. So if I know I like radial, I I don't really see how somebody can really say Rotax is a logical progression. Myself. This is, this is Americana right here. Absolutely. That thing sounds great. Oh. You know this thing sounds great. Well, yeah. Remember it we had one of those bases in Sanusky, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, were you ever able to feel it? No, he always filled it himself. Because yeah, he spent four hundred grand on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I've I heard they're very challenging tailwheels to to land. I have heard some stories on like the old Waco. My now my grandpa had a Waco UPF seven. You want to pull that one up? A UPF seven. And he always said it was one of the sweetest airplanes. He ever flew. Really? Yeah, my dad just got one. Looks just like that blue and yellow one, I think. I've only seen it a few times in person. So oh, that red one's fine. When did your dad get it? A couple of years ago. Okay. Nice. I've never. I've, did he just fly it around for fun? I, yeah. See, look how wide that landing gear base is on that blue one. If you go hold that up next to a Stearman, yeah. kind of that quintessential, you know, biplane that everybody's familiar with. And, and it's a lot smaller than a Stearman, too, which is kind of weird, but it's smaller, and the um, the wheelbase is so wide by comparison, it's a lot more forgiving. But even still, by people who are used to flying a Ranka Champ or a J3, it's just not as forgiving. Um, I like that blue one. This is great looking. I tell you what, I take that blue one right there. I even like that paint scheme. I definitely like the blue. And I'd yank those wheel pants off yeah. and I'd fly the dog shit out of that thing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, wheel I'd pants, be, I function over form. Pants off. I like that. But I think with, see, it's open cowl already in this picture. I would take that. I would, well, yeah, keep the cowl off, take those wheel pants off and be like, I'm going to use and abuse this thing. Yeah. What do you th what do you think of that? What do you think of the open cowl look and stuff? 
Um, I I like I like the open cowl look. They just run it open cowl like that. Why not on on those? Yeah, you can, yeah you can. I mean, I'm sure there is a speed and performance hit. Now, see, this one's got a wood prop in this picture. So now we're talking back to that same. I mean, I get the wood prop. I just have, I would have to go metal prop. I might have to go constant speed. Yeah. There are just some things I just can't, I just can't sign off on, man. That's just me. That looks like an amazing. There is something. Wa- What's up? Yeah. I, I like that. It's this, this is almost like based off of that. Like this new one they're building. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, look at the difference in the tail, though. I mean, that new one has a much different tail design to it. Yeah, I mean, I'd rock a brand new one, but yeah. I'd want to... I would see... See, look how much cowl that has and those wheel pants. I'd take all that stuff off myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, look at these wheel pants. These are the new one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm seeing the picture the of the old one right now, but... Yeah, that's Wait. the new one. Where's it's, the one... Uh, okay, but do you go... You can get those with as much glass in them as you want. So how much glass do you put in it, cockpit-wise? Oh, I'd have an IFR certified. Oh, man, you're killing me. <laughs> you have an IFR certified by... <laughs> uh, how about floats? We, Let's put some floats on this bad boy. What? What Does it say what size those are? I don't know if I do the float. As, as much as I love floats... Uh-huh. I don't know if I put them on a Waco. You're never going to see another one. I don't know. Think about that. You're never going to see another one. I'd have to... Yeah. All right. I feel like if it was like my only, Uh like one of my few airplanes, Uh I might. But if like if I had other legit stuff I could use for seaplane ops, like if I had a 206 on an amphibious floats... Uh I would not put them on my Waco. But what if you had them on just, your Waco first somehow? You got given. Hold on. Let's put it this way. You were given. Oh, I would rock this so hard. And then when you go by your 206. That's got to be a $700,000 plus. With oh, with the floats. The floats with, yeah, that's a $200,000 set of floats you, I guess. I don't know. Are those whip I don't know. I, I don't know. I was hoping you could maybe click or find it on there because I am I, beyond curious at this point. I, I was looking pretty intensely at wacosaircraft.com a couple weeks ago for that among some other stuff and I couldn't find that. All right. What, so let me let me let me pose is. this question to you. You win in a sweepstakes a that Waco with those floats, okay? Oh, I'm keeping the floats on oh. at that point. Okay. But the the real question is you were going to next week put an order in for a Cessna 206. Do you still get the floats? See where I'm. See what I mean. Will that? If I already had that. If you already have that, you can't sell it. You are married to that Waco somehow. But now you still need something to go somewhere or whatever. With you know what you want more than two two people. Now in that Waco YMF five, you can put two people in the front, so it is a three person airplane. Yep. But um, yep. you want to do more than that. You want to take four or five, six people. Do you still do the 206 on floats on Amphibs? I probably still do 206 on floats if I had if I had a plan to get back and forth from South Florida to Ohio, northern Ohio. If you if I didn't have. have a plan that was good for doing that, I'd probably just use the 206. I wouldn't want floats on it because I would just kill your 
time even more. Yeah, kill everything, yeah. Um, okay. But if I had another plane that could do that better than a 206 without floats, uh-huh. I would I'd throw floats on a 206. Right. As well as that. Okay. Because I live in down South Florida here. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with a couple seaplanes. Yeah, I mean, the Waco with the floats is kind of a, kind of makes it pointless, but also, I mean, you want to talk about like an airplane you go somewhere, everybody will go look at that plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're never going to go anywhere and see you have another one, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if that's enough, yeah. if that that concept there is enough to to give me that pride in ownership when the the lines of it are just so beautiful without the floats. Like maybe the floats almost destroy it. I don't know. I I don't know. Not that it's ever going to be a factor for me, but I would I I just have this thing that I'm that right now I'm thinking I just don't want too nice of an airplane ever because then all I do is worry. Oh, I want. I want uh, if I just had one, I'd, I'd worry. I'd like to have something that's like exceptional that I don't fly that often. Fair weather, flying only. Well, that Waco certainly would do that for you. But IFR oh, though, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Why? Because I just, I, I love instrumentation. All right. More info, the better. Basic VFR for me. Oh, I don't know. Absolutely. I would option that thing like I'd option a Super Cub. I mean, I, if I had one option like that, I'd, I'd, I would love flying it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. See, that's how I'm talking about those steam gauges. Oh, there you go. Nice action that's shot. That's a great shot. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking okay. about. Nope. This is a one uh, rumble.com. Oh, is it slash far aim? Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know Podcast. how you're supposed to. Uh, this this episode is a lot better uh, with the video um, component link in the show description below. If you're listening to this on audio, this is one that's probably definitely was is worth going over to the the video one. Uh, this we have a Cessna one fifty. Uh huh. Uh, for thirty-seven thousand, they're asking for a seventy-four. Beautiful. I mean, I wouldn't choose that color and stuff, but it looks like it's got new paint, which is good. Yeah. Interior still very rough, and it looks like it is. Where did I see? It's that? over TBO. Since it's over TBO, where? Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Oh yeah. Twenty-one hundred cents major overall. So the engine shot on it. So you're paying thirty seven grand, and then you instantly have to put twenty grand on the engine if you can even do an O two hundred for twenty grand anymore. So that's a fifty seven, yeah. but it still runs strong. That's what it says in the. Even though the engine is over TBO, it still runs strong. This aircraft would be a good time builder. Yes, but you instantly it's three hundred hours over TBO. The O two hundreds are an eighteen hundred hour engine has twenty one hundred hours on it. So yeah. Um, not to mention what's the insurance going to say if there's if ever there's ever anything that happens with that engine and you park it in a field or you do whatever what's the insurance going to say yeah. you ran it over TBO are you flying why were you even flying this right so 
Yeah, all things to consider. Yeah, so. But that, I mean, this, yes, 37 to buy an engine or an airplane that you have to picture doesn't have an engine bolted to the front of it because that engine, like you've said, is shot. Mm-hmm. That instantly needs to come off and get sent out, or you need to buy another one to swap out and whatever, do your thing. But it's worth whatever the core is worth on something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a core, it's a running core at that point. Right. Right. And I mean, this is not a high time, but it's not a low time. So I mean, I don't think it was too used and abused as a trainer, but 5,400 hours. Um, I, I mean, overall, yeah, it wouldn't be my choice. It's pretty, pretty original in terms of interior, exterior. Maybe the exterior was repainted basically to the original scheme. It looks definitely. Scheme, yeah. But, which I mean, looks okay in these pictures. But I mean, I would just factor in that, that overhaul being. 20 grand right now. So this is a basically a $60,000 Cessna 150. Yeah. That, um, that goes well for Scott's plane. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like, yeah, the more of these that are out there, the more it helps him. We shouldn't say that too loud. That might give him ideas to sell. Yeah. No, we don't want to sell. No. And none of us will have an airplane. Right. Man, I'm, Uh, I'm, dude, it won't, it won't be too long, man. I'm hoping, I'm hoping 2025 or so. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm getting, but won't be anything that fun. Get, but uh, 172. So this is the cheapest 172 we've seen. Oh, that's true. Canadian. Yeah, this is the first one. Okay. 37,226. It's obviously converted from Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, uh, I'm not excited about it. What's that? I said I'm not super excited about well, it. Well, it's a 172 I mean, for, that pr- for that price point. To I don't know in this market. So this this is not old, but it's not new. This is pretty close to when they went from the straight tail 172s to the um to you know this more swept tail that we're more used to now. This has the 0300 on it, I believe. Um, yes, it does because you can look if you were to look at a a nose on shot. You can see it has two widely spaced uh, exhaust stacks and another telltale sign. If you don't have that, which was my first giveaway is they all tend to have an, a different spinner than, than most those O 300 uh, continentals do O 300. So it's 145 horsepower. This one looks like it may have a climb prop on it. Um, I think it, so in the O 300s, I don't want to bash it. They're, from my understanding, a very smooth running engine. They don't, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, 145 horse, so maybe a little underpowered um, compared to most. But you have to remember these old airframes are much lighter than the new ones. There was less sound deadening. There was less just, uh, the, the upholstery just was not as robust and built on, you know, opulence. Um the equipment was more sparse. The airframes just tend to be lighter back in the day. So if you were like really be a nerd like I do and get out your calculator and be like, okay, this is my horsepower. This is my basic empty weight or whatever and start doing, you know, horsepower per pound, you know, power to weight ratio, basically. This won't fare as, as bad as you would think it would, e- even though like a new one is 160, 180 horse and this is only 145. It, they don't fare as bad as you would think they they would just because the airframes are so light. 
I'm just scrolling through pictures here. It's got kind of a lot of equipment that probably all that stuff I just said might not be accurate because it's got a bunch of old radios and stuff in it. So this one would need basically some gutting and some radios. It's kind of old ADF and, you know, which is almost useless. Well, not almost it is. Maybe that's not an ADF. I don't know what that is, but it needs to go. Maybe it is an ADF. Where? All the way to the far right. I can't tell what that thing is. It's got a Navcom, a KX170B Navcom, which people are probably familiar with. Um, it's still got scrolly digits, so, so it's very old school, but they work really good. And then like a KX76 or KT76. Um, You're talking about this right here? Yeah, that guy there, yeah. I, I, I can't. It looks like an ADF to me. I know, but I don't see the actual radio head for that. No, they don't show it. And they may have taken that out and left that in. I have no idea, but yeah, it looks like an ADF to me, but um, looks big and it's old. So that means it's heavy. So that means we need yeah. to get rid of it, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, just things to consider, but yeah, this would be probably not not bad for, for a time builder. Um, what do we look at engine specs? All right. So no, look at this one. That's way over TBO. 2165, Whoa. even worse than the last one. So, yeah. and even if that wasn't the case, it was overhauled in 1986. So, those two components right there, whammy. this is, I mean, at least That's there's some rough. airframe value in this one, unlike the 150. There's some airframe yeah. value here. So, yeah, I would, I mean, you're, you're still looking. Paying basically sixty grand for this ent for this airplane, but you got a four place airplane. We're talking. We were looking at a sixty thousand dollar one fifty a second ago. So, yeah, this this is dramatically much more in the ballpark. I I would still say it's high. Um, yeah, yeah. This I mean, yeah. You got to talk them down at least ten. Yeah, once 10 you add grand. that that shot motor, yeah. Which, I mean, I suppose I would probably stick with this motor, this uh, 0300. But yeah, you definitely need to get overhauled. Yeah. Man, that's... It meant people are just getting rid of their... Getting rid of the plane instead of overhauling. Yeah, because they didn't budget these costs. That's why I go yeah. crazy about these spreadsheets, because these things sneak up on you. You know, and oh, yeah. even if you can keep going along and building hours with it over TBO... That's fine, and that can happen. But you have you take it to the wrong mechanic one time, not the wrong mechanic, but a mechanic that is like your compression. You got you need to, you need to top overhaul this at the least. And even though yeah, it's not a full overhaul, that is still significant expense that you weren't budgeting for. You oh, yeah. you you need to budget as though you're. So like let's say. How do I say it? Because this is kind of weird context. This is something I always used to say. You're either paying for the original or paying for its replacement. You never stop saving. So like, let's say you get a car and you pay it off. You've got to keep basically saving that same monthly payment or some concept of this because eventually that car is going to be used up. And then when you go and need a new one, you have a pile of money where you buy the new one with. So just because you don't owe the bank anything for that engine, for that airframe, whatever, you need to keep budgeting 
and building up that that engine reserve. So when you do need a new one, which hopefully is later rather than sooner, but you don't know. That compression can be a surprise. Well, it seemed to run fine when I brought it in here. Shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be a problem. Well, it's yeah, it's 50 over 80 on all four cylinders. And it's like, well, now what do I do? You know, what's the reason? What am I going to have to do to give myself confidence in this engine again? Is that just the top overhaul? I know that's what they're saying. That's all I need. But I put my family in this airplane. What is going to give me confidence in this engine again? And that's something I think yeah. needs to be definitely given some thought. Yep. All right, we've got a 1966 Piper Cherokee. I'll figure we'll end this list up here. Uh, when we get to the bottom of this page, we won't click next again. Okay. But this is certainly one you know a little bit about. Looks like it's just asking $37,986. Mm. It's up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go straight to the 1,862.1 cents major overhaul. Mm-hmm. This is less than 200 hours out from needing an, needing an overhaul. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... In the grand scheme of things, it's it's not as bad as the other ones, but... You're basically looking at a new engine here pretty soon. Yeah, in the no, in the engine notes here it says 485 hours since a top overhaul, meaning they just did cylinders, and then they did the 160 horsepower conversion, which changed it from an 0320 E2D, which was common back then. I believe that's a narrow deck uh, engine to an E3D. That's the 160 horse uh, um, conversion. Um, these. 140, 150, 160 horsepower. Oh, no. I'm sorry. E2D would have been a 150. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know shit. But um, these these old Cherokees, I'm just not a fan of. They are light. They are pretty balanced. Um, I don't like the steering. I think the steering is too darty. The one I fly, it's 180 horse, but it's a, it's a 1966 just like this. And I tell you what, man. You know, flying what I fly for for a day job, and you go get in this thing. I mean, the steering is very darty, but they are nimble. They are well balanced. Um, they they are relatively speaking fun to fly, and the power to weight ratio is good. I wish this one had. Does this one have any weights to it? No, that's I don't see. Um, these are just like I was talking about with that other one seventy two. These later ones, they're just light. I mean, the the basic empty weight on these is just so light compared to the numbers people are used to thinking about now. You know, you're probably saving just a shot in the dark. You're saving probably 100, 150 pounds. Where all that comes from, I don't know. And maybe it just feels like it's that much lighter, but I don't remember offhand what ours is, but I, I definitely know it's lighter um, than than average. Um, it was the, It's roughly the same weight the 180 horse Cherokee that I fly from 1966 was, is roughly the same weight as the 1979 Warrior that I did a lot of my original flight instructing in. Um, so that's so now you're talking 160 horse, and now it weighs now it's got 180 horse, but it weighs the same. Typically, when you graduate from a Warrior to an Archer and gain that horsepower, you gain some weight as well, just in interior appointments, uh, instruments, year whatever 
Um, you end up gaining weight while you gain the horsepower. In this case, you've gained the horsepower without gaining the weight, and it's a very good performer. Um, actually, the other day I was coming, I I had a double trip to to the island. I did one trip, dropped off my in laws, went back to get my wife and kids. On the way back, I was doing 151 knots ground speed in 180 wow. horse Cherokee. I know people see stuff like that all the time. I was at 3,000 feet. I mean, that was booking. Yeah. I was I was impressed. Rob, you don't seem that impressed. I just assume there's a tailwind. There is a tailwind, but a 30 knot tailwind at 3,000 feet (laughs) in the summer, that's not super normal. But okay. Okay, Rob. No, it's more like a 40 knot because that's only like a 112 knot airplane at down low. That's okay. This was, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm excited over that one. I I see that. I, I see that. (laughs) <laughs> just gonna see I'm gonna get I'm gonna grab a beer where, where, okay grab it 2021 Vans RV 9 Alpha with no photo but it's $40,000 what's that 2021 Vans RV 9 Alpha. Mm. It's $40,000, no photo. So 9A means it has a nose gear. A straight 9 would be a tailwheel. So Scott would say they put the gear in the right spot is the A. I I don't agree with him. Tails old time and lost medical while building an RV 9A now must sell empennage, so the tail, and fuselage partial assembled wing kit in crates. So you're building, yeah, I mean, you're finishing the rest of the airplane. This is probably the trifecta of suck when it comes to buying an airplane. You have to not only inspect the work that the original person has done, but now you got to build the rest of it as well. And yeah. and maybe, I guess maybe not the trifecta, that'd be the bifecta, but you have to maybe redo some of the work they did. You got to figure out where they left off, what exactly the steps were kind of around there and backtrack and make sure they, they did the, at least figure out where they stopped, exactly where they stopped. Uh, that, this is... No, thanks. It's one of those things where it's potentially a good deal if, like, you are somebody who is just, you've been researching building an RV9A mm-hmm. for years now. Yeah. And it's just a little bit out of your price range. You, it's just the money holding you back. And then this pops up. Maybe that's like, oh my gosh. This is a better price and a little bit of the work's done for me already. Maybe. And I can instantly look at it and know what's going on because I've been researching this yeah. ex- like extensively the past few years. Yeah. That's 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 who's potentially buying this. Yeah, maybe. In a in a nine, and I'm I'm kind of out of the loop with the van stuff recently. I know there are some new models, but I'm not up on all the different ones. But a nine would be a great one. You know, it's not the hardcore aerobatic and stuff. It's more of a Lands slow, cruises fast, comfortable. 
You know, it's got longer wings. It's more docile side by side. It's like an RV6, but geared more for or an RV7 rather. Uh, a six would have been the older one, but an RV seven that's geared a lot more for cruising. It's like the GT variant, right? It's a grand tour, not like a track, you know, uh, scalpel. You know, it's a lot more docile. Yeah. Handling is a lot more, from my understanding, um, just forgiving. You know, it's not made to go do hardcore aerobatics, but they cruise as fast as the other ones, but they have nice long wings. And I believe that shaves a little bit off the... Um, the stall speed, they're just more efficient with the longer wings, you know, aspect ratio and all that kind of stuff. But um, just a lot of, a lot better for cruising. RV9, that would, that would be a tough one to pass up. I don't like that it's got the, well, I, I'm not into this whole kit thing anyways. You're building a half assembly, you got to figure out where you are, figure out and make sure they did it right, and you got to finish the rest. I'm just not into it. Um, but a 9, if we we're just talking about buying vans, RVs, Nine would be a tough one to pass up. Not an A. I wouldn't do an A. Yeah. But. I just wouldn't be into it if I'm not. I'd have to build. If I'm building something, I want to build it all the way through. Well, if I'm building one of these, I want to go to the factory and build it with somebody who builds them all day long. That's what I want to do. Oh, yeah. That'd and be, come back yeah. two or three weeks situation. later with a perfectly, basically a factory airplane, you know? Yeah. Nineteen. 46 Aranka 7AC Champ. That's a good looking airplane. Of the ones that we have seen, as much as I have dissed on champs here in this uh, episode, other than the two J3s for maybe 22 each, this is this is yep. this is the one that I'm that I'm taking home. Yep. So far. You see, even the guy in the hangar, he's looking over at it while he knows a photo is being taken. He's just like, I can't keep my eyes off it. Is that what he's doing? Sitting in front of his T6 Texan. Yeah. Looks good. I mean, I, I think the paint job is nice and understated. Oh, there's a stopper in the back of that hangar. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks like a good prop is on here. I'm sure there won't be any details. Man, You when you look at the interior shots of these champs, just look, and I think it's the, the way they took this picture makes it look like extra wide angle. But, man, I mean, you can just see the difference in the space you have in this versus a J3. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks like a bench seat. It looks like two people would sit there. And I, th I think it's the angle that they took this or whatever that however they did it, but it's still the, well, I know the Satabrias are comfortable. I've never been a champ. Same. Flown it's the, it's the same, it's, same thing. Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. just a gentleman's airplane, right? Yeah. They got an Oleo strut, you know, where the J three has the bungee cords, you know, there's actually like rubber bands in the landing gear. And that's true of a lot of, even the tri pacers. Um, that's true of a lot of them. They don't have a spring steel gear. Like so many people are, used to they have an oleo strut these old champ well champs have an oleo strut um so it can be a little bit discontent the first time i flew a champ i just like i had no idea what to expect it's a little windier that day probably shouldn't have flown it especially without any nobody checked me Fire out or flying time in it nobody checked me out in it yeah dude's like i ah, just gotta take it around I'm like you, okay you've you out of anybody i know except for maybe other people with your same last name have just jumped in so many planes with no training. Just the owners are like, Oh yeah, take it for a spin. If you want. Yeah. 
your last name's Griffin. It'll be fun. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was, you know, I did <laughs> two or three landings um, with it and it was, it was different. It was definitely a different feel to the landing versus the directness, the firmness of the J3. When that gear is down in the J3, it is planted. Like there's no slop in it. There's some shock absorption, but that's it. You're very directly connected. Where this, they were kind of like stages in, in to to the landing. You know, you're rolling on the tire, but then you're collapsing that oleo strut um, that some people are familiar with with pipers and whatnot. And most most airplanes have oleo struts, just not back. You know, these types of things. These, I mean, these champs are a good bang for the buck. Now this one at forty one five. Not so good bang for the buck, but it does seem to be a really nice example. Um, this one says it has an O200. Uh, I don't mind that engine. Same one as oh, I had before. The O200 would be a great engine for that. Ice ice maker. but Yeah, right. well, so would the C85, or this one originally came with an A65, I believe, and those all make ice just like an O200. Yeah, higher time motor, 1,551. Since major, mm. uh, has an electrical so, system. A fair bit. I'd yank that. Um, electric start, really? yank that. Yank the radio. I, I, I keep pulling this photo up right here. It's just, what's well, that American flag, <sighs> man? It's that American flag. Well, yeah, that that's awesome, obviously. But then it's right next to the Satabria there, and you just like my eye just keeps gravitating. I I'm looking at the Satabria the whole time. Even though you can hardly see it back here. Satabria, I mean, if you get the O235, which probably most people wouldn't want to do, they want the power, a Satabria would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, you go get a 160 horse Satabria, that answer, you know, I mean, I think those do like 130 miles an hour, which is like probably 111, 110 knots. I wish I was better at math. I would, I would consider owning a Satabria. I just, I like them. 113, that was my second guess. I like those planes. Yeah, dude. All right, let's 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 continue on through the list here. Fire away. Try to get to the end of the first page and wrap this up. Um, I don't know, 150, 1972. Let's see what the stats are real quick on this. Man, this takes a long time to get, make sure we're not buying. 3,400, that's not bad. No, total time, yep, yep. Oh, 1,800. Oh. Since, mm-hmm. what's S-C-M-O-H? Where's that? Oh, since complete major overall? It doesn't, I have n- doesn't matter how thorough it was. It was 1,800 hours ago. <laughs> but it was complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada. Uh, oh, since Canadian major oh, overall, yeah. maybe. I'm, I don't know. It's special. They do things okay. special up there. I don't it's know. Special over Canadian overall. Right. Look at that. Looks beautiful wherever it is hangered. Yes, that does um, look like a good spot. Looks like a nice quality hanger, too. But yeah. what I don't understand, so if you look at the engine envy. here, it says Continental, and then it says engine horsepower, 134.1. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking up at, I, I don't see. It says with a strong engine. Here it is, a low time 150L with a strong engine. Like, you put that thing in a dyno or I mean engine is running strong all cylinders 70 80 I have no idea why they'd put engine horsepower there it uh, it doesn't make any sense I don't know if that who knows yeah. but um 3400 1800 hour 
it, we're running the same problem with everything. They want 42 grand for the airplane as it sits, and you got to put an engine on it in 200 hours, if not immediately. It's in it's in Alberta or uh, Calgary, so for most yep. of you know we're going to put 100 hours on it just getting it home wherever you live in the United States. So it's like yeah, in like half of the country got to fly across some form of Rockies. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking at uh, how they they're they're going in in depth about all the motor stuff, saying how great it is, even though it's got 1800 motor. I'm thinking like, okay, so all of that means I like can probably get it back to somewhere <laughs> where they're gonna do a major overhaul. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 I can hopefully get can. it home. <laughs> that would be great. I love to Canada. Does Canada do any numbers in their tail numbers? No. They have up here the help C Charlie Golf Zulu Alpha Kilo. Yeah, they have the phonetic alphabet of their tail number just because it's. it's I don't know where I didn't, I don't see that. Where is it at? It's over. If you look at the screen here, it's on the top. Oh, oh, oh wow! On the panel, they actually have it spelled out <laughs> what to say. Wow. Yep. Well. And what a pain in the butt compared to U.S. tail numbers oh, they got to do up there. Yeah, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. I get, depending on the the letter combo, I, it's kind of a pain in the butt for, for me to say two letters. Well, so so here's, yeah. here's a fact. As far as I know, all Canadian airplanes start with CG or CF. So they're all Charlie... Golf Zulu Alpha Kilo in this case, or Charlie Foxtrot Zulu Alpha Kilo. The first okay. two are always either CG or CF, as far as I know. So you could okay. probably get away with Zulu Alpha Kilo most of the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I like preferably all numbers. Yeah, I like having a. And a letter, but yeah. All right. Yeah. This so, is a, yeah, not this is a not, pass. Out of the ones we've seen, even though it needs a new engine, because they all need new engines. It's, yeah. This is the lowest time. Yeah. This is the only one that's not over major. So this would if like if I had to choose between the three to like then put a bunch more money into to make my dream one fifty, mm-hmm. probably be the one I'd choose. But not saying it's a great buy. Yeah, I don't think it is. But I mean, also, I am old school. You know, I'm thinking of what prices were. I mean, I got to face reality and be like, airplanes I don't want cost more than I can afford. (laughs) That's just the way it is. All the airplanes that I do not like are more than I can afford. (laughs) So when we finally get to the airplanes that I do like, it is completely out of the question. Yeah, that's how the goal of this was to try to get to um, see the price range of where we were when we started to see stuff we actually thought was sweet. We're not, we'd love, we're not there we'd yet. Like to buy. <laughs> we're not there yet. No, we're not even close. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, now I haven't looked ahead, so I don't know what's coming next. I so like okay. I don't know what the next. I, like yeah, we're on the Grumman, the Grumman now, but um, this Grumman American. But I, I don't know what comes after this. So like I'm just taking it as it comes, but. Nope. We're at forty three thousand five hundred. Okay, 
with this 1971 Grumman American General AA1A. So, so it's. Uh, I believe that had Grumman. there were several kind of versions of this uh, that are basically all very similar, and I don't know the differences, but there's like a Grumman Traveler and a Grumman Yankee, and I don't know what all the oh they got LEDs on it apparently. Um, I. It's a first. That's a first. If you're watching on video, it's inside the hangar in the dark with the lights on. Yeah. It's like the first time you got a lightsaber that lit up when you were a kid and you had to go into the bathroom, close the door with all the lights off, and swing that thing around. Yep. That's what they just did there. Yep. Um, Spins are prohibited. What's that? Spins? Spins are prohibited in this this aircraft. Uh, What do we got on time, though? 878 since major. It's got a 2,000-hour TBO. I believe this has an 0235, just like the Traveler and the Yankee. That And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, It's got the ADS-B out. So, I mean, and these are pretty quick, all things considered. I ferried one of these back um, uh, back in the day, but it had 100 and... So, it's a two-place airplane. I believe this is a if it's if I'm accurate at all in what I'm saying it is a two place, but I can't find a picture. Eh. Anyways, uh, I think it's two place. It's a two place, yeah. It is okay. So I mean, they're kind of small. I don't know what the gross weight and all that stuff is offhand, but they're pretty small. I mean, it's probably in the realm of like seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred, maybe maybe even sixteen fifty, sixteen hundred for the um uh max takeoff weight. But the one I ferried had 160 horse on it, so it was basically like the 150-150 concept, 150 horsepower Cessna oh, 150. Yeah. But these are a lot more aerodynamic than a Cessna 150 is. This thing, I, I don't remember offhand, but it, it climbed pretty good, not as good as you would think, uh, but, no. but pretty good. Um, and you know what? Here's another one. I'd never flown one of these either. Didn't even get checked out. Guy sent me over there to bring it home. Just went and ripped it, you know. Um, I mean, if I was sending somebody to pick up some random plane to fly back for me, I'd probably choose you out of the people I know. Yeah, yeah. So I did, but that was one of my stories where. So I, where was this one out of? Somewhere in eastern New York, and I took a GPS with me. And there was like an old grayscale, like a Garmin 195, 196. I, I don't know which one was grayscale or which one was. It doesn't really matter. But I had two of them. I had mine and then the backup that was in the plane, which obviously would have been questionable to begin with. Neither one of them worked. And I don't remember why, but neither one of them worked. There was an outdated sectional in the plane. And I use a sectional to get back from, you know, which isn't that far west or eastern New York to, you know, Ohio, you know, north central Ohio. Not that big of a deal. But you don't want to bust you airspace. You told this story on the show before. Yeah, this I'd always keep a section with you. Type of this airplane. This was the airplane. Yeah, this type of yeah, airplane. Type, yeah. is what I was flying when I came back. So yeah, this out of everything we've seen, this doesn't seem like a bad buy, especially if you like Ukraine. Especially if I like what Ukraine. Why? So you the already blue got and the yellow. Ukrainian flag colors. Yeah. You think this one would be selling like hotcakes right now? Absolutely, yeah. That, the... that was a former Ukrainian trainer. Um, just get rid of the the red and white Maybe. stripe on the tail. 
Yeah. And the spinner, the red spinner, you don't want that. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, um, these are definitely the Grumman's are. I mean, that's not my cup of tea, but they certainly like if you were like back in the day, you get like a late seventies Grumman Tiger or whatever. That'd be kind of the the um, equivalent to a Piper Archer. I mean, they're doing like ten knots faster on the same horsepower. They're both yeah. tricycle gear, fixed gear fixed pitch, all that stuff, but they're getting 10 knots out of it. They're, I mean, that, that's kind of cool that they eat that much out of it on yeah. the same horsepower. I just, I think I'm biased against them because every single one I've ever seen, been in, or flown has just been ratted out. And this is obviously, I'm going to the interior right now, is no exception to this rule right. I found. I feel like in theory, hypothetically, if it was like a totally plush thing, I might maybe I'll have a different opinion on Grumman. But just every single one of them I've I've ever been exposed to has been rough around the edges, or or more. Yeah, and I don't I don't know why that is. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the people that I know that have had them, like. It's, it's such a, they're into it. Like they're into like, oh yeah, okay. I got a four place airplane that was cheap and goes 10 knots faster than a Piper Archer that does all the same stuff, but we do 10 knots faster. They're into all that stuff and they buy into it, but just somehow they just don't really update them at the same pace as people update other stuff like other aircraft types. Yeah. It just, it, yeah, it, it does kind of boggle the mind a little bit. I don't know. I yeah. I wouldn't be happy to see one in my hangar. Um, so I, I don't think, I think it's a pass. That one's a pass for me as well. I, I would pass on it personally. All right, next. This is a 1976 Cessna 150, which is the exact same year model of my previous mm. airplane. Yes. 44.5. So... This is somewhat Stewart, South Florida here. Yeah. 9,000 uh, hours of total time on it. 1,100 since, or 711 since major overhaul by Poplar Grove. So that's yeah. a reputable engine shop. Um, so I can certainly appreciate that. This, I, it's a pass with just by air, airframe time. Now, if we're thinking kind of the way we started out, the, the kind of the premise is you've made the decision that you want to basically buy an airplane, build your time in, and then move on, and you're not the type of person who will form an attachment or has that pride and joy, or it doesn't start out as your pride and joy, but before you know it, it is your pride and joy, and then you're, you know, whatever. If you're not at risk of any of that, this is not an airplane to, if you're easily susceptible, correct me, tell me what you think about this, Rob. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you are the type of person who is susceptible to, it's my first airplane, so it's automatically my pride and joy, even if it's a piece of shit, this is not the airplane to buy. Yeah. If you can stay detached and build your time so you can go to the airlines or get your commercial because you need the 250 hours, or you, you know you want to go through fast track and build that time, and you want to buy this, and it's got impeccable logbooks, which it probably does, then I'm okay with it. Where are you at? What do you think, Rob? 
Yeah, I think you could probably buy this thing, throw 500 hours on it and get out of it. Not too unscathed. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, I I think you got maybe 900 hours that you want to put on this thing because you probably want to be getting rid of this thing before it's got 10,000 on it. For a bunch of reasons. Um, Yeah. There's obviously the psychological impact of it rolling over 10,000 hours when you go to sell it. There's something about that. 9,000 is astronomical to me. None of my dream airplanes, Mm -hmm. this side of a de Havilland Beaver, have a 9,000 hours on it that I would entertain buying. Now, in a King Air, in a Citation, in a jet, a transport jet, 9,000 hours is, is typical. You're flying longer legs. I mean, that's what they're designed to do. In these airplanes, 9,000 hours at 100 miles an hour is like, I don't know, 50 billion light years. So, And imagine the amount of landings oh, from students on this thing. I mean, if you think now how much, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cross-country time, but oh, man. How many people since 1976 have botched a landing learning how to land on this thing? Countless. All right. So if I if we think so, forty five hundred hours of that. Uh, I don't even know how to do this. I mean, you probably have fifth between fifty and sixty thousand landings on that thing. No, I was going to say average of. I would just say double the time by 20,000 landings mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I don't know. You, I basically, you, got, you got time where you're going up doing maneuvers and stuff, and then you're obviously when you're back in the pattern doing st- some of those hours. All right, so how many landings do you think you can get in an hour if that's what you're doing is just takeoffs landings? Do you get one every tenth uh, of an hour? I'd say seven landings an hour. Seven landings. If you got if you got a clear, it's not a busy airport, and you got. So I took the time. airframe time divided by two, said forty five hundred, and I just times that by ten, which is forty five thousand. Okay, so you're gonna do it times seven. Okay, that's thirty one five. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably and either way. Yeah, that's what you're looking at when you when you look at that. Now it's a simple airframe, spring steel gear, obviously very forgiving. And all you're going to do, it's, again, we are talking about it from a pride and joy standpoint. That was like our initial like thing was like, if you can stay detached and you're just going to put hard landings on it, just like everybody else did, and build up to 800, 900 hours on it, and then try and get rid of it before it hits 10,000, do it. This is a greater, I mean, 44.5 is expensive, but you only got 700 on the overhaul, which means you have another thousand hours from an engine standpoint that you can put on it and be confident, you know, that it's going to be okay. Uh, Should be confident, obviously, if everything continues to check out, obviously, all the normal stuff, right? But from an airframe standpoint, the total time in the airframe, you're at nine. So you have a little bit of a mismatch. You know, you want to probably go by the airframe time while you have a little bit of engine time. Um, but with all that being said, 44.5, 
the way I think about it, that seems steep with having this kind of airframe time. But um, what do I know? I know somebody just yeah, sold is- one for forty five grand, and it had uh, probably maybe one hundred and fifty hours on an overhaul. 150 hours on an overhaul, called 200 on the high side. It wasn't 200, but let's call it 200 hours in the overhaul and 6,000 hours on the airframe, sold it for uh, 45. So that would have been a better buy than this. Would have been a better buy. Uh, newer paint, good paint. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot, lots of, lots of, you know, I don't know. And this being a newer one is nice because the other one was scatter panel because it was a 68 or something. But okay. there, I mean, there's some give and take. But if you're just going to beat this up like everybody else did, probably fine. 44.5 is maybe a bit more than I than I would spend for that reason. Um, but that's all. Hey, I'm going to go to ATP or I'm going to go to Embry-Riddle or whatever. And you start looking at what those costs per hour. That obviously starts shifting you towards this making more sense. But that's a, if you're going to go to a local uh, other flight school and spend those that money on those hours, that, that would probably shift back towards more just spend the money at the flight school. You know, if you're just trying to get through, yes. you know, private instrument commercial or something. But if you're talking, you're going somewhere and you're spending $250 an hour and all that kind of stuff, this this can make sense. Um, because remember, you don't, you're not... You're, yeah, forty-four five. That's what the bank is going to loan is going to loan you, and you make the payment to the bank. You can only pay if you're trying to build five hundred hours of flight time, and you're just going to fly this thing. You're making a monthly payment regardless of the hours you put on it. So, mm-hmm. obviously, after you recoup your money, I think everybody sees where I'm going with this. I don't know how to articulate it correctly, but you're not going to pay the whole forty-four five. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're responsible for it when you go to sell it. But if you could be close to, uh, you see what I'm saying, Rob? You know what I'm trying to say? Like you didn't yeah. have forty four five in the bank and you dropped it on this plane. The bank did. So you're going to pay X number. Of, I don't like it because I don't like debt. But well, of course yeah. I get that. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're going to spend two years, three years worth of payments on this. Not forty four thousand five hundred dollars worth of payments. But two, three years of it. And then if you can get yeah. close to that, then you can really look at what your cost to accrue those hours was. And it's a lot less than forty four five. Absolutely. It's still a pass for me though. I wouldn't even entertain it. One forty Cherokee, nineteen seventy four. Up in Canada. Do, do you mind if we change this up? Can we can we maybe fast scroll? I mean, okay. I'm going. We got a Zenith. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Zenith. Yeah, Zen Air Zenith ninety six forty four thousand nine hundred. Low time. I I don't even know if those. I don't know if this is certified. I don't know any of that stuff on these things. Um, yeah. So I'm, Look at this. This is a nineteen seventy one Cessna one fifty. 3,900 total time, 400 cents major. Okay. 45,000. This is starting to look like a much better deal. That's that's getting better. Uh, the paint looks better. Everything looks better on this baby. Yeah, how's our panel look, though? 
think it's still going to have a scatter panel. Do you got any? Uh, what we got? Yeah, still a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty much that a normal configuration. Yeah, that's that's get that's not getting great, there. Not terrible. I mean, that's a that's a little rough. That's a little rougher than I would like, but just depends on what you're what yeah. you're going for. If you are, if just look at the contrast. This is a this is a little bit older, but much lower time. Uh, you even have more room on the overhaul. That is a much yep. better buy for your time building. You are for an extra five hundred bucks. Th- yeah, and this is what you can. Go put some hours on this and turn around and sell what you paid it for. The other one, you're up against the wall on both airframe time and engine time. Can you do it? Maybe. Yep. This one, there's room. This one, there's I'd room. I have a lot on. more confidence getting this one. What's that? I would have a lot more confidence purchasing this one over the last one we discovered, right. 150 wise. Yeah, you can go but build your 500 hours or whatever on this one, turn around and sell what you paid for. Or if you fall in love with this, this is your first airplane and keep it forever. You can do some updates and still be a nice plane. Excellent point. That's time. true. Yep. You can feel yep. free to get attached to this one. The other one, you very much so need to go in with the sole express purpose of, I'm just going to beat the shit out of this like everybody else did. Like the past 100,000 people have done to it as well. I mean, this one yep. here... Um, much much more of a one you can take home to mama type thing. Yep. Another Cherokee 140, 1966 for 4650. You want to skip that one? Uh yeah, I mean ho hum. I don't know the engine time, but um that seems like a decent price. It's located in North Carolina, so it's accessible for a lot of people. Yeah. It'd be a consideration. Oh, okay. That'd be more multi-purpose, not so much just a pure time builder, but it's time builder, IFR trainer, um, little bit of a commuter, you know, if um if it ha- happens to stick around longer than you originally thought. Ooh. For forty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. We're back at a nineteen seventy six. That's the one fifty. Look at the total so time. Have- Look at the total time. Fourteen. Thousand hours, but it's in Canada, so page. it's okay. So and it's in Canada. Yeah, so it's only it's Canadian time. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Exactly. It's like met, it's like metric time, right? Yeah, it's like kilometers to miles per hour. Yeah, he's got a decent headset at least. Oh, that's good. The interior is a lot cleaner than the other one. Well, clearly it's a flight school airplane, um, and I'd like to yeah. think if they were flying it with students, they were making money, you can afford to upkeep it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff we say is kind of tongue-in-cheek because there are high-time airplanes that are meticulously maintained. They're enrolled in a really good you know, aviation program where they have really, really robust maintenance. And so, like, yeah... yeah you don't want this to be, you don't want to be a, a person who gets attached. This airplane, it's not a ticking time bomb, but its value is just, there's just, there's no two ways about it. And I don't think yeah. buying it at 47 grand, you're never, when you turn around, if you paid that, which I don't do it, but if you did, you're not going to get. You're not going to get thirty-seven grand out of this when you go back, so you can't be the one to spend forty-seven. 
That's I mean Yeah. It's clean though. This is a lot cleaner than the other one. Well, I I yeah, that's a lot of money for that high. Forty seven grand. Yeah, I mean not not a chance. Not a This is This is one of those I feel like it's a nice plane. The owner's just gonna keep it, but like he just puts it on here. If someone's willing to give me this, I'll let it go. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If not, I'll just keep it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Pass. Hey, that's the end of this first page. That's the first page. We uh, were at 47,000 and we have not found an airplane that excites us. Yeah. So put that in perspective. That is crazy. When you say it that way, that blows my mind. Um, Yep. Yep. Other than, yeah, those J3s are interesting. Well, I'm actually, I'm going to keep an eye on those because, I mean. Well, if you get a chance, call them. Call the whatever. You would know, you would know what to ask and stuff or else I I would just do it to do it. But you you would be more informative, I think, on uh, to ask about it. I may call tomorrow. I just want to see what the deal is. I mean, because like, I I agree with you. It's some kind of, some kind of legalese sheriff sale thing. I have no yeah. idea what what what's going on, but there's two of them. I mean, it's just it's it's odd by the same firm. So, but well, it's the same bank. It's the same guy bankruptcy that owns it. I looked it up. He's got a um, he's got one of those sea rays too. Okay, and some other plane. It's all the same bankruptcy. That's why the same firm has it. It's the same client. It's the same dude going bankrupt. He, the, so the he guy going a, bankrupt has a C-Ray as well? Has a C-Ray okay. and a cub on each coast. It's the same guy from what I understand. All right. So let's say I call tomorrow and this dude's like, yeah, it's twenty two grand. You buying one with me? If, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite in a position to. Oh, that's uh, too bad. At this point. But... Uh, I would I would be tempted to try to pull some money together if it was if it was for that. Oh man. Yeah, J three I would want the one in Florida though. What's that? You that want one's the... nicer than the one in California. What if it is? You think so? And from the photos, the one in Florida looks like the nicer than the one in the one in California. Ah, I'll take the crappy one. I don't care. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot crappier yeah, when if, I'm done with you it. Fi- if you find out it's twenty two thousand, I will I will make a a Boy Scout attempt to raise that money. I have faith in you. Put put that together. Yeah, why well, that would be a good deal. I feel like. Oh yeah. Unless oh. there's something seriously wrong with it, that'd be a great deal. Yeah, I mean, but there's so many people qualified to verify it's you know the paperwork, the maintenance. I mean, somebody yeah. always knows somebody who can. Who has time? I mean, yeah, you may have some expense in airlining somebody that you really trust to actually look at it, but so many people are qualified. And, and honest, yeah. and for twenty two, the engine sitting on the front is worth about that. Core yeah. core wise, yeah, not so much. But if it's a low time, chances are that engine is about worth the, that. And anything else that could be wrong, oh, yeah. you can order out of a catalog. Yeah. That's the beauty of J3s, man. Yeah. 
I think I'm just gonna make this a two part episode. Um, and and I like this episode, even with just you and I. Yeah, I think if we had Scott on here, or even like a guest, I feel like we could do this semi frequently. Like I don't know, maybe once a quarter or something. What and, like a uh, state of the market? It, it's like a state of the market. Yeah. <laughs> episode. Yeah, just pull it up here. I'm sure if Scott was on, we'd be pulling up barnstormers, and he'd have barnstormers up there. Oh whole yeah, time Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I can find this one Which fifty over here for. Yeah. Which is fine. It'd add more perspective, yeah. I think. That's you know, true. Just yeah, this is one website for this episode. Well, that's also, I mean, that's a really good point because we could have gone to Barnstormers and probably our starting price would have been cut in half, which sounds crazy to go from 20 yeah. and go down to 10. But I bet you on Barnstormers, if you could sort it like that, I bet you get 10 yeah. and less. Yeah. How, I mean, what's his name? Trevor Jacob? Where did he buy? Oh yeah. Where did he get that Taylor craft from? <laughs> Parachute expert. Yeah. I don't know where he bought it from. Yeah. Maybe we can do some research on that. Yeah. But yeah, I I I don't know. I thought this was good. Yeah. I thought this was. We've done a similar little bit of this, and like I remember when I edited, it, I'm like, we could just do a whole show where all we do is just. It, it's more of a video show, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's going to work way better for people watching than than uh, listening. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening, you get something out of it. But Hopefully. Um, yeah, we we got the... You can see what we're looking at, hopefully, as long as all the software worked correctly and recorded that properly how it should have. You can see exactly what we're looking at in real time while you watch with watch us talk about it. Right. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. It's getting late here. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to call this one. We went through the first page, $47,000. Lee Griffin and I are not satisfied yet. So back to the drawing board of uh, Lee and I's quest to buy an aircraft that we do not want to destroy. <laughs> Scott buys aircraft all the time, but he just destroys them all. Right. Like, he would have destroyed every one of these first ones. In rapid fashion. Absolutely. He parts them out for a living. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Thanks, guys. See you. I keep clicking on the wrong screen because I get one of them's actual the screen, one of them's just the image of the screen. I, yeah, I totally get it. I wouldn't be able to juggle that.